0: You are now listening to Discover Your Potential with renowned radio talk show host and certified holistic practitioner, Cindy Gilman. So listen, participate, be inspired. Know that you can discover your potential. Here she is, Cindy Gilman. Well, hello, everybody. And uh, what a two weeks it's been. Huh? The last time... We spoke to each other. I was saying, go out and vote. And uh, boy, did you ever. And so we're finishing up, believe it or not, a couple of weeks of trying to uh, put a a period at the end of uh, the election returns here. (laughs) What a crazy time we're living in. So you're listening to... WBBS, HD Radio, and Discover Your Potential. I'm Cindy Gilman, and uh, Doug! Hi. Hi. Oh, that melodious voice. You look deliciously suave and handsome in oh. your formal tuxedo with the velvet bow tie. Why, thank you. I well, appreciate that. And I'm wearing my long black evening gown with the slit up this si- whoop it's not up the side good thing i'm not voluptuous wait <laughs> let me turn it around okay now we're good so i thought you know we should dress formal because we have a celebrity guest today and uh you look wonderful you look wonderful you're so kind thank you cindy with <laughs> so much love thank you My favorite people, Doug and Don, twins, who are wonderful entrepreneurs and started BBS Radio to give people like myself a platform to pass on a message. As you know, Discover Your Potential is to help all of you, the wonderful listeners that I so appreciate, to help you understand the journey that people go through when the universe gives them a little tap on the shoulder and says, hey, maybe you're not doing the work you're supposed to do. Maybe you're not living in a place that you truly love. Maybe it's time to get out of that dysfunctional relationship. And so you take a chance and you realize, hmm, wasn't so scary after all. For, you know, we are going through that big shift that people have been talking about for decades. Yes, we are in the middle of the shift. So, as I said, this is Discover Your Potential, a program to hear other people's journey, and uh, thank you again for listening. And I do want to remind you, for a more personal experience, You can contact me for an individual session at at Cindy Gilman, that's with one L, dot com. I am a certified holistic practitioner specializing in psychic mediumship and spiritual healing energy practitioner. All sessions are private, confidential, and by phone. So first of all, Uh, I can feel the healing in my hands. I want to send out healing to those of you who are dealing with this virus. If you have been tested positive and you are not feeling well, we send you healing and love. So let's all go to our highest spiritual source, reach in, and allow yourself to be a channel for healing sending out healing to those who are dealing with the coronavirus and a special healing from my dear friend, Chief Frank White Eagle, who's not feeling well. And also, we want to send our deepest condolences to those of you whose loved ones have made the transition either because of illness or because of the virus and to a dear friend of mine whose mother passed on this past week and she has made her transition and is with her dear husband in heaven. So, in the last, oh, three or four programs, I have asked you, think about those who are going through a difficult time. If you go to the market, take an extra $10, put together a bag of non-perishables, not only food, but many people need diapers, and bring it to your nearest food bank, food pantry, because people are in need. And for those of you who have, who have contacted me, thank you. Thank you for reaching in, not only to help others, but giving gives you such a feeling of appreciation and that you did a good deed. So today, today is a wonderful day. I'm always excited when I have a guest Who We share a few things in common. She is a celebrity psychic, although I'm not a celebrity really, but she is a celebrity psychic. She hosts numerous podcasts, one called Behind the Scenes with Laura Powers and Healing Powers Podcast. She's authored seven books and a book that's going to soon be released called Rock Your Podcast. She travels all over. She's been featured on radio, on television, on every station and, and uh, cable station you can think of. She's an entrepreneur, and I am delighted, delighted more than you realize, to introduce Laura Michelle Powers. Laura, welcome to Discover Your Potential.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to connect with you.
0: It's, I'm just, after we had our kind of pre-show phone visit and talked about both of our backgrounds, I was just so delighted because we share a few things in common. Not only was I a child performer, and sang, um, but realized as a youngster that I, well, I didn't really realize <laughs> until later on that I had intuitive ability and healing ability. I just thought every child did. And Laura, you experienced similar things.
1: Yes, yes, I've had my abilities since i was young since I was young, and of course. I feel so blessed now to be able to use my abilities to help others. And, you know, I think one of the things we have in common is that we have both our musicals. And I do feel right. like a lot of very creative people are also very intuitive and psychic, whether they realize it or not. So I, I always I've, love spreading that message.
0: I found that also, that many, well, you have to, you know, through the different levels of consciousness, you have to go through that alpha level to to really be creative.
1: Yes, and so much of our creativity is coming, you know, from our angels and spirit guides and just from our receptivity to the collective. So I think the more tapped in we are into that, the more we can be really successful on and creative on a level, you know, that is untapped by the average person. And so right. I, I'm really so passionate about everyone tapping it up for their own creative potential, as well as just to help, you know, navigate and
0: have an easier life. Right. So in the words of Tony Robbins, let's manifest a wonderful program. I want to <laughs> hear it. your journey.
1: Sure. So, Starting you know, way, way back, my first memory is actually the other side, so I think I always knew that I was different and had a different perspective than the average person because I remember being on the other side, and and it was funny. It was like I was kind of hesitant or resistant to coming. I think I knew that I was going to be born into some pretty challenging situations in my life, but basically, it was like I got the message I was in this circle of white beings and they said, it's time to go. And it was, that meant it was time for me to be born. And here I came and I was born into an abusive situation. So that was one of the first things that was challenging. And thankfully, when I was still young, my family moved from that situation in France to the United States, to California. And I grew up always being very sensitive, very aware And I think some of these things are soul abilities, but I also have noticed through conversations with others that trauma can often really kind of crack a person open psychically. So I think being born into trauma really maybe enhanced or expedited some of my abilities. So you hear this also with people that have um, near-death experiences, that they often become very psychic in that experience as well. So I grew up with these strong abilities and actually thought that I was crazy or maybe crazy because... I saw and sensed things that others clearly didn't see, including ghosts that looked very much like solid people to me in some cases. So I were they really ghosts or,
0: or spiritualized souls.
1: Um, ghosts. I mean, I huh? think I saw all kinds of things, but what really manifested for me, especially as a child and in the beginning, were ghosts where I couldn't even tell sometimes they were ghosts. Like they appeared solid to me, and then they would do something like walk through a door or disappear, and then, you know, so I knew something was going on, but it it took me a long time to really piece it together, you know, what had been going on, so I basically just really didn't talk about things, but it did lead to strange situations, like sometimes, like I said, I couldn't tell, you know, one time I called the cops on a ghost, and it was so embarrassing, like, I thought there was an intruder in the house, and the cops showed up, guns drawn, and, you know, searched the house, and everything was locked from the inside, and nothing was missing, and (laughs) it was just really embarrassing, (laughs) So I grew up with that. And then as I got older, my abilities got stronger. But I didn't really have teachers in my life at the time. I didn't really have a context for this. And so I just didn't really know what to do. And then when I was in college, a family friend described a ghost that I had seen but never told anyone about. And this was mm. a really life-changing moment for me because it was literally the moment when I realized I'm not crazy. Like, uh, this guy, this man can't see a hallucination. Uh, So it must be real on a level. And so that was comforting on one level, but also I still didn't really have the tools to handle it. So at that point in my life, I kind of shut down psychically and fast forward many years and my life was a mess because, you know, I shut down and I was in a bad marriage. Um, The recession was hitting. I was physically sick. I was unemployed. I didn't have money and everything just kind of came to a head. So I went to a psychic really just to try to figure out my life like it wasn't Mm -hmm. uh, you know in my mind at all of like being a psychic myself i was just trying to figure things out but she explained to me when i blocked out my psychic abilities that i blocked out my intuition which made sense to me and so i said about the process of opening back up psychically i pretty immediately had an incredible angelic visitation experience which Mm -hmm. was life-changing and also helped me with the next couple of years of my life which were challenging and started to take psychic classes and fast forward, you know, several years. And this is my main profession. I've, you know, gotten a lot of traction as a psychic, as you mentioned, I've been on television worked with celebrities and had a successful business. And I, I love it because I'm able to do something that I love and help people better understand their path as right. well as tap into their own abilities.
0: Wow. So now how long have you been, uh, full time in doing well, I call it spiritual work,
1: yeah, I've been full time for about eight years, wow, so I pretty quickly jumped into it, and that was definitely through guidance from my my sort of spirit team to go in very quickly and i I was certainly in resistance to it at first because you know I was working prior to this, in government and politics. So you don't get much more out of the box (laughs) or a completely different direction, you know, from the psychic realm to government and politics. So it was a major shift for me. I had to really shift who I thought I was as a person and and the path that I was going to have. And then also my social circle changed, you know, dramatically. Obviously, the people that came in in terms of work were very different. So mm-hmm. it was definitely a lot of growth very quickly, and I feel like a lot of people are going through this right now. I feel like right. the recession for me was kind of like a reset button. It was like, okay, what is it that I'm doing that's not aligned? we got to clear all that. What's in alignment? Bring that in. Bring it fast. And I feel like that's happening for people right now during this time of the pandemic and all the economic upheaval and societal change. It's it's a basically a just really – huge reset or shift and everything is happening very, very quickly. And so I have a lot of compassion for people because I've gone through it and it's challenging, but I I want everyone listening to know that there are incredible rewards on the other side when you get through it.
0: Right. I went through it myself and I, I really think that people like you and I have, it's almost as if we have to experience certain things and some things that are not pleasant at all, in order to have empathy and understand how it feels for other people that are going through it.
1: I think that's a part of it, certainly. I mean, I know I certainly have very strong empathic abilities. I think it's also about lessons. You know, when we're going through things, there's always a lesson associated Absolutely. with things. So a lot of my struggle was due to simply me not listening, not paying attention to myself, to the intuitive messages that I was receiving to the universe, to the signs that were being shown to me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't blame myself. I mean, we're not really taught that in our society. So that's one of my, I feel that my big missions is to help people understand how do we better listen to ourselves and that voice inside of us that's trying to help us. So, you know, whatever it is that isn't, um, Feeling good or aligning, yes. Oftentimes, there's there's that compassion, there's that empathic element, and then there's I feel uh, usually something that we're being guided to understand better, look at, shift, release, and it's frequently about patterns. You know, so in my case, Mm -hmm. I had to recognize my abilities, the importance of you know that they were real, listening to them, and then I also had to really work on some patterns of trying to heal, save, or rescue people that didn't want healing, saving, or rescuing. A lot of times that was my own label of like, I need to do this for this person. (laughs) Maybe that's not what they wanted. And that's where the sort of martyrdom pattern comes in. And a lot of people with psychic abilities, I think, really struggle with that. We are learning on a spiritual level the importance of that uh, we can help others without having to sacrifice ourselves.
0: Right. But but inevitably... We can help them, but they have to do their own homework as well.
1: Exactly. But if you're trying to help someone who doesn't want to be helped, is that really help? <laughs> and that's Well, that, when we it, often
0: they may not be murder. ready.
1: Exactly. They may not be Exca- ready. Exactly. So I think that's so key for any kind of healer, is uh, you know, psychic, anyone doing kind of spiritual work, coaching, anything like that, is to really make sure that we're trying to help those who really want it and you know, when a person wants it, that means they're also willing to do the work. And so it doesn't feel so hard for us to try to shift things.
0: Right. Now, when you, get, when you get signs from people who have transitioned or passed over, what kind of signs do you get?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's many different signs. And I will say I do work as a medium, but I think I, I connect more with angels and people's spirit guides. I think we were talking about this yesterday. A very common one from loved ones is coins um, will often show right. up. Um, angels can send those too, and then uh, rainbows are another right. one. And then from loved ones, I frequently will be sent um, butterflies. or right. I was just going to lady, say butterfly. ladybugs. Ladybugs too. Yeah. Right. Um, especially for women with a ladybug, so mothers. Um, so yeah, if you were seeing those in your own life, it's very frequently that there is someone who's trying to send you a message or say hello.
0: Exactly. Exactly. The thing that troubles me sometimes is people who call and they think everything is a sign, whether it's a hangnail, <laughs> you know, it's like, wait a minute, not everything, you know, if, if. If your partner burps, that doesn't mean it's a sign. But we have to distinguish between, you know, things that happen in our lives and actual signs. And there are so, so many. um, Yeah. So many different.
1: Sorry, I didn't mean to step over you. I I completely agree. I think there's many different signs, and, and I'd love to share the idea that you can have, like, a conversation in regards to signs, and you can ask your loved ones and your angels and spirit guides for clarification or for clear messages. And I've had several times in my life where I got messages that were just so specific. One time, as an example, I was... Feeling like I was getting the message to raise my prices and I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't an ego about it. So I asked my guys to send me a message that was so clear that I couldn't misunderstand or adore it. So I just said, please do that. I was driving home at the time. I was in Denver driving home to my hometown of Lafayette, which is in Boulder County in Colorado. And mm-hmm. so I got home maybe 30 minutes later. And in my mailbox was a business magazine that, by the way, I had not subscribed to what? that was addressed to me. And on the cover of the magazine was the headline article, 10 reasons why you should raise your prices.
0: <laughs> ah, interesting.
1: And then for my logical mind inside, there were 10 reasons why. So, you know, that's just one example. But there there can be these messages that come up. And if you feel like you're unclear, you can, you know, ask your angels and spirit team to send you additional messages and to just keep your eyes and ears open. But, yes, I mean, we can get to the point where it's too much. But right. something like that
0: is so clear, you know, and we do right. get
1: those kinds of messages when we ask.
0: Now, do you have favorite spirit guides? The oh,
1: angel. oh my goodness! Well, I think there's so many types of guides. I love animal guides, so I do uh-huh. feel very connected with nature.
0: Animal uh, totems,
1: also, um, or the actual you know spirits of animals. So to right. be like the totem animals, and then actually spirit guides that are in animal form. So right. I also work as an animal medium and an animal communicator. So I, I do feel very connected with animals as a whole. So. Yeah, animal guides are really amazing, and I love that you can call on this sort of totem or spirit of a -hmm. particular type of animal if you need support. So uh, angels are absolutely one of the the most commonly called on for me, and then I love working with animals. And then also there's many different, you know, ascended masters or or different beings that I call on as well.
0: So who are your favorite spirit guides, and name one or two animals that come to you.
1: Okay, so uh, definitely Archangel Michael. He's one that has been with me, I think, you know, on a soul level, probably since I started. And he is there for me so much. And it's interesting because our names have deep meaning frequently. And my middle name is the female version of Michael. It's Michelle. And I didn't really figure that out until, you know, a lot later. But he's a strong one. And, you know, he's there a lot for teachers, for us that are here to to help manifest and clear fear. I feel like so much of, of this teaching has to do with clearing fear for us and learning how so much of our fear is in our minds and not uh, a real physical thing. So Archangel well, Michael, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. All right, so Archangel Michael, um, another one that's coming up is St. Germain. He's definitely there for me a lot. He's wonderful with manifesting and sort of alchemy He's really represented by the color purple. So if you're seeing purple a lot, that's probably him saying hello. And then in terms of animals, I absolutely adore um, squirrels. Like squirrel guys come up for me a lot. Which ones? Squirrels.
0: Oh, squirrels.
1: Yeah, which is so funny because I know a lot of people may think, oh, you know, silly squirrels. But You know, there's such an importance in play. And me and, you know, that we can be playful and still be right. effective and, you know, work through life in a, in a positive way. So squirrels. And then I also um, get a lot of cat sort of uh, spirit animals around me and horse as well. And right. another angel that I love is Archangel Raphael. And he's another he wonderful the angel. Healing angel. I, yeah, the healing angel. He's great for manifesting, for travel. I know someone who travels a lot. I frequently will call on him.
0: Well, I my animal is the wolf, mm, and very uh, powerful, but, well, powerful but very family oriented. Mm. You know, wolves uh, parent their children. They've uh, and the first time a wolf came to me, it was this beautiful silver and uh, silver gray and white. With beautiful blue eyes, mm. and and then somebody gave me this little bottle with the string to wear around my neck, and it's a wolf here, and the wolf's name was Whisper. Mm. <laughs> and for me, not only Raphael, who's the archangel of healing, but Gabriel.
1: Mm. Yeah, Gabriel is very active right now. I feel that Gabriel is trying to help so many people find their mm-hmm. voice, use their yes. voice, and as a result of the pandemic and a lot of things shutting down, there's a lot of people who are taking that opportunity to create, to write, to start a podcast, do these things. And I and I feel like Rafi excuse me, Gabriel is really behind a lot of that. Raphael, well, obviously. you
0: are the queen <laughs> of podcasts. You have so many podcasts. I call you the queen of podcasts. We have to get you a little (laughs) crown or tiara. Do you enjoy doing the podcast?
1: I do. I love it. And it's so interesting because I started podcasting about 10 years ago Mm -hmm. when it was really rare. And it it was interesting because I wasn't even a podcast listener when when I felt to start a podcast. It was purely a sort of psychic and intuitive feeling of, like, I need to do this. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: it proved to be such an incredible tool for me. And at the time when I started it, you know, the most common thing that happened when I said I started a podcast was people would say, what's a podcast? I mean, people didn't even know what they were
0: at right. that point. It and really now it's really just become popular over the last, yeah, what, decade?
1: Yeah. even though, Well, even the last two years, I'd say right. three years is when they've become really popular and so it was just a strong feeling of like i need to do this and the more i got into it the more i did it the more i just recognized how incredibly powerful podcasting is and i think it's for multiple reasons one anyone can start a podcast there's no gatekeepers it's very low cost so you know you don't have to have a lot of money to start a podcast and you can create a podcast on whatever you want i mean It wasn't like it was possible for everyone to just have their own radio show. I mean, some people were likely to have that before, but, you know, it was definitely a select group and you definitely had to go through gatekeepers and all that. So it's it's even the playing field and anyone who has a message to share can create it. And then as I started podcasting more, I just I learned so much from the people that I had on my show. And it was such a powerful, transformative experience for me. And then I felt like it's such a benefit because I learned from people and then the people that listen to the show got benefit. So it's this incredible Mm -hmm. kind of win-win scenario uh, with a huge return on investment. So, yeah, I'm a big advocate of podcasting and I encourage people if they're feeling the urge to really follow that urge to start one.
0: So uh, who are some of the people you've had on as guests
1: Oh my gosh. Um, one of my favorites um, who I was able to get fairly early on is Bruce Lipton. I'm not sure if you're familiar with his work. He, he talks a lot about the biology of belief and how mm-hmm. our thoughts impact material reality, including ourselves. So, you know, epigenetics. So he was an early guest. a huge fan of him. And I've had a, a lot of guests. It's hard for me to Two favorites, I've had so many. Wendy Myers is another favorite of mine. She talks mm-hmm. about detox and the importance of detox. And then I've also guested a lot of other shows. So um, one of my favorite interviews where I was being interviewed was with Will Farrell and that was just really so much fun.
0: Oh, he must have been a trip and a half.
1: Yes, he's just, he's just a real treat to work with.
0: <laughs> was he funny?
1: Yes, yes. His podcast oh, is good. called the Ron Burgundy Podcast. And it's him in character as the anchor man, which is one of his movie characters. So right, it, was, right. it was quite funny because he was interviewing me as if this is a real person, as if, you know, Ron Burgundy, Anchorman <laughs> the Anchorman, is a real person. And I had to act like it was kind of like a real interview,
0: even though he's
1: had ridiculous <laughs> questions. <Yeah. laughs> but yes. I want to talk funny, to Will. But, yeah. But he's very gracious. He's a very
0: um, kind person. How often does he do a podcast? Does he do it weekly?
1: Um, I, well, I think they've done it in terms of seasons, and I believe they've had three seasons, and I think they did mm-hmm. a number of episodes that season, and then they would kind of break and then do another season. So mm-hmm. I, I can't remember the exact number of episodes a season, but maybe 18 or you know something like
0: that. If I were ever a guest on his podcast, I probably couldn't keep a straight face, and I'd be giggling through the whole thing.
1: yes it was definitely a challenge to do that at times
0: (laughs) wow so you also are the author of seven books and one that's about to be released
1: yes I love writing I, I got the message pretty early on to write and share teachings and messages that way and and I think I love writing, so that's a part of it, but also I knew that I wanted to help a lot of people and that my path and purpose was to help a lot of people, and it just basically was going to be impossible for me to do that with just my own time and energy in person, connecting and teaching people. So writing books is a wonderful way to share knowledge. So I started writing. I wrote my first book, and and I hopefully this will encourage anyone who's considering writing a book themselves. I had booked a talk at a local library, And I felt like I need something to share there besides my talk. So I wrote Mm -hmm. my first book in six weeks. (laughs) Wow. And I packaged it, you know, like literally just at a local print shop with a spiral binding. I mean, it was, you know, not very professional looking, but the content was there. And from Mm -hmm. that point, then I figured out how to, you know, really put it together more professionally. But if you have a message to share with the world, just put it out there, put it together. And, you will you know, it'll be a learning process But You know, it's important, and I can't tell you how many times I hear from people that have read my books and said things about how life-changing it was or how helpful. So um, one thing that was really helpful for me in the beginning, especially with writing or podcasting or anything where it was hard to put myself out there, was this phrase I actually heard um, in one of my psychic trainings that I took which was when you get nervous, focus on service. And it really uh-huh. just pops you out of that ego place in terms of like, oh, wait, what am I trying to do here?
0: <laughs> and I think well, that's really helpful. So the newest book that's coming out,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I know the first part of the, the uh, title is called Rock Your Podcast. What's the full name of the book?
1: Sure. It's called Rock Your Podcast, How to Launch grow and monetize your show so Uh it fits on literally just the technical side you know how do you what is a podcast how do you make it how do you put it out there how do you get guests you know all that kind of stuff the strategy Mm -hmm. and the technical aspect, and then how do you monetize it the different strategies of making money on on a podcast and briefly they are you know advertisers and sponsors, affiliate programs, and then selling your own products and services. So I dig into those different avenues because most people, I think, assume that they just have to get sponsors, but actually you can monetize so much more easily and more quickly uh, before even sponsors might be interested. And then I talk about um, just getting it out there. Like, how do you get a bigger impact? How do you get guests? How do you get media appearances yourself? So it is about podcasting, but we also cover a lot of other things
0: in the book. Mm-hmm. Now, when is that going to be released?
1: I literally um, need to pick the launch date, so it'll be I, after this call, and I have one client, and I'm going to look at the calendar and just pick the date. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be in the last part of November, so basically sometime in the next So right
0: weeks. after Thanksgiving?
1: Uh, potentially. I might, be, I might do the digital one before that and then the print after mm-hmm. that. yeah i mm-hmm. oh, am is it's
0: very exciting and it's it you know it will make a great holiday gift, whether for Christmas or hanukkah uh for people who know someone that's into podcasting and uh they want to read your version and and uh what you can teach them. About how to broadcast the podcast, where to put it, how to make money from it. Um, I feel Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that I'm hesitating because there's an older woman, I believe it's a woman, in spirit who keeps going, Laura Michelle. (laughs) Laura Michelle.
1: (laughs) I'm guessing it might be my grandmother.
0: Did she uh, call thanks. you Laura Michelle? I mean,
1: not that I recall, but um, it is an interesting thing because I have gone by Laura Powers, and I've I've gotten the message I needed to add my middle name um, for spiritual reasons as well as to differentiate because there are a lot of Laura Powers out there. So uh, maybe she's part of that messenger to share that message.
0: <laughs> it, it's, uh, it, this is someone that you knew, I don't know if they're alive or they've passed on, but it's... uh, And you were young, and they'd say, Laura Michelle.
1: You know, I don't recall anyone saying that to me, but um, it's possible that they said it, and I don't remember. (laughs) Mm.
0: Mm -hmm. How long did you live in France?
1: I moved uh, to the United States when I was five. Wow. Yeah, so I was little, but I didn't speak... English until I came to the United States. So I spoke French at home and I learned English in school when we came here.
0: So are, are you still fluent in French?
1: I am not. I speak a little bit of French, but once I moved to the United States, I switched to English being my, my primary language. And when mm. I go to France, I speak a, a little bit of French, uh, okay. and, you know, when I can. It's definitely on my list to polish it back up and you know learn more again, because I, I love French, and it's a beautiful language, and yes, I do feel is. very connected with the country as well.
0: You I wonder if it's my, my other grandmother
1: though. that you're Hi. sensing, because I wonder if it's my other grandmother that you're sensing, my my father's mother. Um, anyway, that's interesting. What I don't, was your name? you called me that, and I don't remember... I believe it was Claudia.
0: Was she in France also?
1: Yes. Yeah, she was there, and we, we we left. See, I didn't have contact with her after I turned five when we left. So
0: I think it was her. It, yeah, it, that's
1: the kind of popped in was. I think I don't I think of her much because you know I haven't seen her since I was a small girl. But I do think she loved us very much and the situation that she helped us get out of. So it was her son that was abusive um, with my mother and it was starting to get bad. And she essentially contacted my other grandparents and said, you know, trouble, you need to come fix this. And they came and took us. And while my father was away, we just left. So I I think about that, how hard that was for her to make that decision that I think she knew probably meant that she wouldn't be connected with us. But she Mm -hmm. put our situation and caring about us, you know, higher than her desire to stay with us.
0: So who came to America?
1: My grandparents on my mother's side came Mm -hmm. and got us. So that was... um, Their names were Catherine and Lucian, and then with my mother and my sister. So it was all of us coming from there.
0: So you have no contact with your father?
1: No. Mm -mm.
0: A wise choice. (laughs) And I do think it was your father's mother.
1: Yeah, it, it didn't, I, like I said, I don't frequently think about her, but we started talking, I was like, I bet it is my other grandmother that yes. you're picking up on. Mm-hmm, that's right. interesting. She, I don't know that she's ever come through.
0: And before. she's passed yeah. on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I Like I said, I haven't had contacts, but it, I didn't feel that she was still alive. Mm. Interesting. She so she may have called on. me Laura Michelle, and I don't remember because I was little. <laughs>
0: well, and there, plus you are going through so much.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. Well, it's lovely to connect with her.
0: Right. She wanted you to know that she's she's with you.
1: Oh. that's wonderful.
0: Oh, she's holding up a religious item. Hmm. Okay. So she she said what? She's talking so fast, I can't. Oh, she said, "I've, I've always been there, Aww. and I prayed for them. I prayed for them."
1: Oh, that is wonderful and good to hear. I, I, I have been thinking about her recently. It's probably because she's been trying to connect. Right. And what a sacrifice! It was in a way, she made to make that call to try to, to get us out of that situation.
0: Right, right. And she felt she felt very guilty because of her son's behavior. Hmm. Mm.
1: Yeah, I can understand that. I, I always felt. Um, that my father was in a lot of pain and didn't really know how to handle it. And, you know, he, his father died when he was young and my, my grandmother married a, a wealthy French doctor and became basically, I think a, a trophy wife. And so mm-hmm. I, I think she was just doing the best that she could, but there was a lot of intense stuff going on. And also interestingly, my father was half Serbian and crap, half Croatian from the former Yugoslavia. I mean, that even that's, i mean these are people that were at war with each other <laughs> wow and he had both of the, you know so i think there was a lot of conflict and turmoil and just a lot going on
0: you who know, had the drinking like, problem
1: uh i would guess about my father even though I, I i don't know that i had awareness of that as a child uh-huh and then my my ex-husband had a drinking problem and, and
0: okay you know
1: yeah so i i didn't I don't think I recognized how serious it was until after I, I, you know, already had left him. But yes, it was definitely a problem.
0: Yeah, you know, it's almost as if you had to work out some issues with your father.
1: Oh, that, absolutely! In yeah,
0: marriage with another alcoholic.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I knew. Well, um, once I, once I kind of got through it, I was like, wow, that was so unconsciously me kind of replaying some of those um, parental patterns <laughs> that I experienced as a child. And as wow. I got into my psychic work, I was better able to heal and see some of those things and, and understand why I was drawn into certain situations and patterns um, that I just unconsciously had been drawn to before.
0: Wow. All right, let's take a minute as a breather. I'm just going to take a moment to uh, give the sponsor, which is me, a little break. Right. And when we come back, uh, let's talk about 44, the angels, right. and, um, and also about manifesting. Hmm. So this is Cindy Gilman. You are listening to WBBS HD Radio and discover your potential. If you've missed a part of today's program or past programs, you can go to www.wdyp. That's d y p. talkradio.com and all the po- former programs or on podcasts there. And for a more personal experience, you can contact me for an individual session at Cindy at CindyGilman.com, and that's Gilman with one L. Um, As I mentioned previously, I am a certified holistic practitioner, a psychic medium, and... Spiritual Healing Energy Practitioner, and I just want to tell you that all sessions are private and confidential, and for your health, or as I say, just for the health of it, all sessions now are by phone. Okay, so we are back, my guest today, and this has been... So far, a very fascinating hour, and um, our producer and engineer, Doug, who always does a great job, our guest today is Celebrity Psychic, and, oh, she's got so many, queen of the podcast, author of seven (laughs) books, one new one to come out, she's just... uh, She's she's very talented, multi-talented, and entrepreneur. Laura Michelle Powers. Thank you for being with me today, Laura.
1: Oh, it's really my pleasure, and and thank you. You just gave me a lovely little reading, and it's so rare for me to be read, so it was such a treat um, to experience that. So thank you.
0: Well, maybe we can exchange, and you can do one for me sometime.
1: <laughs> sure. She's happy to share um, some messages for you.
0: Thank you. Let's talk a little bit, um, because I work with the angels. Can I tell you a very quick personal story? Sure. A number of years ago, I was sitting in my office, and I had a, a class to teach, either the next night or the night after. And I was trying to think of a subject that I really wanted to get across. And all of a sudden, in my head, I heard, well, what about the angels? And I thought, what about the angels? (laughs) And they said, you need to do a, a class on the angels. So I took myself to the closest bookstore, and I looked You know, under the self help area. And I saw this little book called Angels Speak. And it's written by two sisters, Barbara Mark and Trudy Griswold. And it said, Angels Speak, a guide, how to talk with your angels. And I looked through it and I said, whoa, this is great. And I could get copies for everyone in the class. So I went up to the desk. And I said to the fellow who was at the desk, I said, do you have eight more copies of this little book, Angel Speak? And he said, well, let me look it up on the computer and see. And he, he was looking it up and looking it up, and he made this funny face. And he said, I don't know how to tell you this. He said, but we don't even have this book. <laughs> I went, what? I he said, "No, that's not even on a, you know listed. We don't carry this book." And I said, "Okay, I'm going to take it. That book was left there for me." And um, so I was able to order books, but I thought, "Wow, this is this this is really interesting," and it, and it, it it's it's very it talks about. The steps you take to communicate with the angels, to journal with the angels, and I thought, okay i'm gonna and I read the book like very quickly and I said, all right I'm gonna sit down i'm gonna I'm gonna journal with the angels So I took out a clean journal and I just wrote, "Dearest angels, what would you like to teach me or say to me?" I got. It's about time. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I guess it's about time. And um yeah, it was wonderful. I I got books for everyone in the class and then I put together an angel workshop. So tell me about your experiences with the angels.
1: Yeah, so you know, I think growing up a lot of the stuff that I at least was consciously aware of that I was interacting with was pretty dark and and I think a lot of that it has to do with the trauma that I was born into and also just me not understanding how to call in what I wanted to call in you know I believe that our you know lives uh, are very much like a garden whatever we plant and nurture uh, comes in and then we also have to weed and clear out like i didn't know how to i didn't know to do all of that spiritually speaking so i didn't know to invite the angels in and clear out some of the dark stuff right. or how to do that but as i got into this realm and started taking classes it became really clear that the angels wanted to connect with me and i right. loved connecting with them but that i needed to invite them in you know, that, right. the dark stuff just shows up. The weeds don't need to be planted. They're just there. You have to clear them out. And then the angels, we have to consciously and purposefully work with them, invite them in, because they exactly. honor our free will. They're nice. They, they give us the choice. Do you want to do this or do you want to do <laughs> something right.
0: else? And, and the so, thing that people mm-hmm. don't understand, the creator or the divine, angels were created to be angels. Yes. Yeah. They were always angels.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they are to to help and support and and guide us. And so as soon as I knew that it was like this magic thing, like I had just discovered something so incredible. And I, I set that intention I invited the angels in and I almost immediately had this incredible angelic visitation experience. I'll, I'll never forget it. It was when I was going through a very difficult time in my life. I just Realized that my marriage was not what I thought it was. My husband at the time was starting to create another life as if we weren't married. Like it was very intense um, for Mm -hmm. me emotionally. So I just figured that I was physically not well. Um, You know, I was unemployed. The recession had started. Like it was an intense time for me. Mm -hmm. But I suddenly felt surrounded by incredible love. And I literally heard wings beating. Like I could hear their wings. And this incredible feeling of love, of support, and this sound of the wings and also like a vibration, which I think is just their pure energy, this vibration and hum that just completely overtakes my whole body. Because you're into
0: music and singing,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: do you hear the angel music?
1: You know, it's interesting. I have occasionally, but it's not something that happens to me frequently though the, right. this time I'm describing was one of the strongest examples of, of that. Um, I hear messages from them, you know, all the time. Right. You know, clearly, but that was a really, to the date, that's still one of the profound, most profound experiences I've had. And I think it was because I needed so much help. Like I was in such struggle that mm. I needed something really strong to help me pull out of that situation and know it was going to be okay because things seemed pretty bleak for me at the time. Like I didn't have money. I was emotionally devastated. I was physically sick. You know, the economy was terrible. So, you know, I didn't know how I was going to find work or move forward. And I had this incredible experience. And then even though nothing had changed in terms of my immediate circumstances, like all of those facts were still there. I just knew that it was going to be okay. And I felt them supporting me and I knew that they had my back. And so, right. I, I just want everyone to know that you know you do need to reach out to them. And once you do, it just opens that door. So keep talking with them, asking for help. And because we have free will, it's important that we do it frequently. Like we can't just you know decide from now here and now. I want this choice. We have to keep right. affirming our choices, and and, and therefore we have them. to keep yeah, thank them, ask them for help, keep keep that connection. It's just kind of like a relationship. You have to nurture it. You can't. You know, you can't just like stop, and you know it'll start to <laughs> not be as strong if you don't keep that connection going.
0: People don't realize the the many many levels of angels there are.
1: Oh, so many, yeah. Angels from doing that do tiny little things on a cellular level to angels that are. I saw that this one channeling I was doing for client and angels that literally like work on a planetary scale, meaning. You know, like, they're working to help planets and the whole world. Um, Galactic angels, you know, so, and then, you know, not all angels even deal with humanity, you know. That's, from our perspective, we're very people-focused, obviously, but there's angels at all different levels um, for anything. So, you know, if you're struggling with something, anything, whatever it is, there's angels that can help you with that.
0: So if people can just sit down Sit still and just take a few moments to relax and just open their higher self and call on their angels and just allow yourself to call for your highest good and the good of others.
1: Mm. They will
0: be there.
1: Yeah. Right? Absolutely. and. think a lot of times people feel that they're alone. And I've gotten the message like, no, we may feel that way because if you're not tuned in or you don't have these abilities, you may not be able to see or sense them the way that you or I do, but they're always there. And, you know, sometimes angels are also trying to help us answer our own prayers. Like they're giving us guidance and messages because of our spiritual lessons or things we are karmically experiencing. Some things they, they need for us to shift. And so it's so important that we listen to those messages from them because they are to help us change our lives. So for example, when I was first starting out my work and I was, I, I was broke, you know, I had pulled out my retirement money. It was basically living <laughs> up retirement money while I was trying to build everything up. The economy was still terrible. And I kept getting this message to do readings at a local coffee shop. And
0: mm-hmm. I just
1: was honestly didn't want to do it. Like I had just recently come out of the psychic closet and wasn't very comfortable being public? With mm-hmm. this, and but the message was so strong. So I kept hearing it. And finally, I said, OK, OK, I'll do this. And I put up a flyer in the window of the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And the first day that I was scheduled to read the managing editor of the local newspaper called and mm-hmm. asked if he could write a story about me. Oh, then, wow. Yeah, so, uh, you know, right away, I was in the paper, color photo, two-page story, feature on me in the regional newspaper. And, you know, what I realized after all of this unfolded was that the messages to do the readings at the coffee shop weren't even about the coffee shop. It was about the story. And the story was about my business and helping my business. So,
0: And speaking of that, and Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, go for it. I'll hear from my son about that. Um, <laughs> by the way, he, he, um, he on your bio sheet, it says, shoot for the moon. Even if you mm. miss, you'll land among the stars by Les Brown. <laughs> and that's yes. one of my son's favorite, Les Brown.
1: Oh, oh yeah. But I've I want to, before
0: part. we run out of time, yeah. how can people reach you?
1: Yes. So my website, healingpowers.net, is the website for my psychic spiritual work. laurapowers.net, I talk about some of my psychic work, but also the creative work that I do. I can mm-hmm. be emailed at bookings at laurapowers.net. And then my office phone is 310-598-7871. And then Twitter. on Twitter is that Powers, And Instagram is laurapowers44. So if people want to reach out to me on Instagram, they can send me a DM. And, and I'm happy to talk about the, the angel number in there, too, if you want.
0: And what does that angel number mean for you?
1: So 44 and 444 is a sign from the angels. It's the, it's the angel's number, basically. And it's mm-hmm. them saying hello. So if you are seeing that number, it's a sign that the angels are wanting to communicate and connect with you and also to let you know that they are there.
0: And that's one of, in in, in Kabbalistic numerology, there are four numbers that don't break down to one digit. Mm. 11, 22, 33, and the highest is 44.
1: Ah, I didn't know that. That's so interesting. Yes.
0: That's why I... You know, I wondered how the 44 got to you, but it makes a lot of sense. One minute. So we only have one minute, and um, we didn't get to everything, but I hope you'll come back.
1: I'd be happy to. <laughs> uh,
0: it's just, it's it's been a delight meeting you. It's been an absolute delight sharing this hour with you I hope I hope that your career continues to be as successful as it is please know that both of your grandmothers are there loving you, watching over you besides all the angels and um, I do want to remind people, wear your mask keep your Distance. Don't be into big crowds. Um, this too shall pass. And uh, do you have any quick message for our audience, Laura?
1: Yeah, just if you're going through a tough time, it will get better. It's always darkest before the light. So just remember that the light is coming, and you have so much that you can create. Just don't. you know, underestimate your own power and what's possible for you because you can have so much.
0: Excellent. Laura, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for doing the work that you do to help others. And my message to you is do something nice for yourself. So, my dear audience, I will see you next time. Thank you, Doug, for a wonderful, wonderful Today, Laura Powers, God bless you. I hope to speak with you soon, Um, maybe on one of your podcasts, and uh, I'll be back in two weeks. See you then. Young.